Welcome to the Four Listeners Program. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks for checking us out this week. What up, everybody? I'm Spear, and on the mics with me this week is the Z-Man. What is up, Z? Did you guys see the? Uh, sorry, did you see the? Uh, the, they did a thing. It was like boobs and dragons, boobs and dragons. My favorite boobs. is <laughs> boobs and dragons. My favorite boobs is the Peter dragons. Dinklage, where it's like Peter, yeah, yeah, Peter, Peter, Peter Dinklage. Well, how about this one? Gantor, Gantor, mighty Gantor, mighty Gantor. What's up, buddy? I could totally be a character. <laughs> Dude, you would. You'd be just you'd be like Tormund's brother or something. Oh my god, yeah. Ginger. Giant ginger. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Alright. This week, something must be done about Game of Thrones. Spoiler alert. If you have not seen all of the episodes of season seven of Game of Thrones, turn off this podcast right the fuck now. If you're still listening after that amazing rendition of the of the intro song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, still here. Excellent. So, was it as we're recording this? It was a couple days ago that the finale of season seven aired. I thought it was awesome. I was. I, I think I slapped the couch at least three or four times uh, at some of the uh, head fakes they did. Yep, that was awesome. <laughs> awesome. 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 I loved it. I thought it was a. I thought it was a great finale. I thought the the end of it. I mean, although although you could have predicted every one of those beats. Watching the zombie ice dragon tear down the fucking wall. He's not an ice dragon. He's a blue fire dragon. Well, whatever. It's not zombie white dragon. Watching, watching zombie white dragon tear down the wall. I mean, that's a wall that was that had stood for thousands of years. Eight thousand years. Eight thousand years. The Night King just leveled the fuck up and tore that motherfucker down. Well, they didn't destroy the whole wall. Yes, over by Eastwatch. By Eastwatch, right. Now, do you think Tormund and Beric Dendarian survived that? Yes. Tormund, yes. So so we actually just – I just recently rewatched this because that was my question last night. And Minion had suggested that they were off to the side that from where the wall came down. And there was actually a scene where you can see them. They were at the edge of what got torn down. So they did not fall. Well, I don't know. That was a huge section of wall. I mean – but, How the hell did they manage to get off the wall in time? Or they're not get... off the wall. They're still up there. Yeah, but weren't they running down at some point? Like no, they never. They never. They were showing other people running down. They weren't showing themselves. They were not at the two that running down. All right. I mean, to yeah, me, he's still up on the wall. To me, those those two did not make it. I mean, I don't know how you survived that, but all right, you're you're right. If you didn't see it, you know, Pixar it didn't happen. <laughs> it's gonna be That's like right. that That's kind right. of thing. Pixar it didn't happen to I mean, me because Torment Torment has to have his relationship with Bran. <laughs> You're, they you're, have to make babies. They have to. Oh my God! You're you're at least you're at least like the the tenth person to say that. But don't. All right. So if it's gonna be, who are you gonna ship? Are you gonna ship the Tormund Brienne thing or Jamie's riding north? Yeah. Oh, Jamie, Jamie ain't getting that. Jamie Jamie's riding north. Jamie who finally had had it up to here with his sister Cersei, and said, "I don't believe you." <laughs> like, she's how does. Why is there two 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 characters, two brothers that have to do the exact same move with her? The oh, aren't you going to kill me? And when she has the perfect opportunity to kill did, either of them, they she doesn't kill either. 
I think that I think that they had to do that because it only further emphasizes Cersei's devotion to family as as maniacal as she is her her whole reason for being maniacal is her family she couldn't kill Jamie. she couldn't even kill Tyrion despite the fact that Tyrion she blames well, no, Tyrion for the death of her mother she blames different scenarios though she knew if she killed Tyrion she she'd get fucked by those dragons all right so there was that and then, well, I mean, obviously she wasn't killing Jamie. I mean, Jamie is her, the love of her life. Because then the, she would get fucked. Well, that, there's the... that. And, and then there's the, you know, the, the baby that she's purportedly carrying. I was going to say, what do you think is the, is, do you think it's real? I, the baby? I do. I also think that, you know, either Cersei's, Cersei is either going to miscarry, die in childbirth, or get her throat slashed from ear to ear. There's no way she survives the final, the final season. I saw a great meme today. It was a picture of uh, Cersei uh, saying, hey, didn't you have three dragons? And then Daenerys saying, hey, didn't you have three kids? Ooh. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Burn. What do you think happened in the room with Tyrion and her? What do you think they discussed? How do you think he got her back to the dragon pit? Well, I don't think he did it so much as she played him. Because she doesn't take that meeting with him unless she wants to send off that whole contingent believing that she was going to send her armies to help them and then double-cross them at the end. Do you think Tyrion knows she's going to double-cross them? No. No, Tyrion never knows. Tyrion's kind of dumb in that regard. Exactly. How many times does he get fucked by his sister or Jaime in terms of plans? Because one of the theories that I read on one of the websites is the reason he was super awkward when he was about to go into Danny's room on the boat when they were knocking boots was because he knew that they were going to get fucked or something or, or they were going to get double-crossed. No, the re- the... no, he just knows how stupid people in love can be. Well, either that or he's in love with her himself. He sees her as somebody who's actually going to change the world, but people in love do stupid things like Jon Snow kind of did. Yeah. I can't, serve, I can't remain neutral. I already serve a queen. Well, yeah. yeah, he's like, you know, you can learn to lie every now and again. That After that scene, that's so good. Like, every fucking main character goes and goes, dude, seriously? Dude. <laughs> like, that was what they all said, right? Even she does. She's like, dude, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. That's like, that's loyal but and shit, but what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so wait. So hold on. So what it, what needs to be done about Game of Thrones? Sorry, here's what needs, here's, here's what needs to be done. At the end with the whole, he uh, Jon Snow is not Jon Snow. He's Aegon Targaryen. Right? right now, if we remember Robert's rebellion, Robert Baratheon's rebellion begun because he was in began. love with began. Fuck you, Gantor. Began because he was in love with Lyanna Stark, and he thought that Rhaegar Targaryen stole her, kidnapped her, and raped her. Yes, that whole thing was a lie, and right. Ned knew it because right. as you're seeing now from the season before and this. He was there at the Tower of Joy. Young Ned Stark was there at the Tower of Joy to see Lyanna give birth to now Aegon or John, And she told him what the name was. You didn't know that last season. You got it this season. Right. With Bran saying, you know, he's, he's Aegon Targaryen. And that's when, that's when Sam, who, you know, two walking plot devices walk into a room where one gets wheeled into a room. And Sam goes, oh, yeah, that's right. Gilly was talking about this. You know, it was a, a, a an annulled and then legal marriage. Can you, like, see that in the future or some shit? And then next thing you know, bam, he's in flashback, right? The whole point is this. Ned knew that this was the, the, the rightful heir to the throne. 
And even if he supported Robert in his rebellion and he took the throne after Robert died, why in the hell did he not go pluck Jon Snow from the wall that he sent him to and say, this is Aegon Targaryen, he's the rightful heir to the throne? Nobody would have believed him. Ned Stark would have carried a lot of weight. He's, he was mm. Ned fucking Stark. Everyone respected Ned Stark as being an honorable, truthful man. Well, no, that's okay, true. On, when you put it like that, the honorable Ned Stark, is, it, it's all a lie. It's a t- total lie for his entire life. Yep. Didn't tell that's, his wife. Didn't tell Robert. That that's, that's what I was going to get at. It's, it's like the fact that he kept that from his wife the entire time, too. And then like she all had all that angst at him for like pouring out and like not like I mean she didn't think he was honorable, right? Who? Catelyn. Catelyn thought yeah, that Ned was, was the most honorable man on the planet. Except for the yeah. fact that he had a bastard son. Well, yeah. right. That was always that was always a bit of a bone of contention. Right, that's what I'm talking about. The fact that he actually kept that secret and let her think that he was a right. philanderer. Why go through all of that? To what? To perpetrate a lie and to have this whole Robert's Rebellion thing be a complete farce. When the whole thing was over, when Robert died, why not come clean on all of this shit? Well, because then you don't have Game of Thrones, dude. There you go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Even at that point, though, could he even become uh, the, the king uh, because he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, the black? He took the black. You could, he dude, he was a Targaryen. They didn't know that when they... That, look, he got sent to the wall and he took the black. it doesn't matter. You can't, you can't have children and you can't have land. Oh, you my God. If he was the rightful heir to the throne, he would have renounced whatever and they would have installed him in the throne. I mean, he walked away. He walked away from the wall and then became king in the north. Well, that's only because he died and he gave up his watch. Well, that's right. He says, my watch has ended. <laughs> okay, well, fine. But now he's the king in the north, and he's pretending like he's a Stark when his last name is Snow. Imagine if someone, dis- someone had, like, legit proof that he was the rightful heir to the Iron Throne as Aegon Targaryen. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody wanted I the still- Lannisters there. It was it – was, and, and the thing about it is that Ned wrote a letter to Stannis saying, you need to – you know, you're the rightful heir. Ned knew all of this shit. Why was he not – Taking his his nephew and installing him as the rightful heir. Because the show writers didn't know that part yet. <laughs> George Martin didn't know what the fuck until six books later. Now hold on a second, because there's a, there's been this whole thing since 1998. The whole R plus L equals J, right? Yep. Rhaegar plus Lyanna equal John. This is a this has been a rumor that has been out there in the world for a From- long time. I know it's been there for a long time. I'm saying, what book originated that? I don't remember exactly which book, but it's been around. It's been around for decades. The problem is with the with the show now that everything is so accelerated. Like they only have these these last thirteen episodes in which to tell the rest of this story. At least in the books, you have this elongated view of how this story is going to be told. You don't get that now in these last thirteen episodes, and there's only six left. So it's like, I feel like HBO has put the writers in a place now where they have to just slam all of this plot down your throat without really giving you any of the context of the insight that you would get were you to have read a story about it. We were saying the same thing. I was just talking to my to my uh, roommate this today. We were watching, you know, the whole scene with Littlefinger in the book. I don't know if they would have done it that way. They probably would have. You would have probably been able to read about the two sisters plotting it, right? 
Like, how did they come up with this idea? At what point did they know? At what point were they starting to figure out how to lay this trap for him? And if you had that time in the book, you would have been able to do it. But because you didn't have that time, you know, it didn't. It's not going to be a good story to see them plotting it. The story, you know, what they did in the in the show turned out to be like the best way they could have done it. Well, and there was nowhere else for Littlefinger to go. Like his his whole character arc had completely run its course. Like. Who else? He's is, a shithead. Well, right. I mean, he had been a shithead for so long and had screwed over Sansa upteen times that if you if you let Sansa continue to get duped by by Littlefinger, then you've destroyed all of the character building you've done with Sansa over the course of the last few seasons, where she started to get a little bit more aware, you know, how things affect her, the things that are happening to her. She became a little bit more of a you know a badass. I hate to say it. I mean, Sansa, for, for season after season, just you kept going, why are you so fucking stupid? Why? She's the political monster. Well, she was Arya's the... the assassin monster, and John's the leader monster. Right, and you had to watch the three of them go through these tribulations in order to become each of those things. Like, Sansa had to get beat on and beat on and beat on so that she got to the point where she even said, I'm a slow learner, but I do learn. And then that's when she finally turned around and, and dropped the hammer on Littlefinger and handed it right over to Arya, who went through her own trials and tribulations with the Faceless Men. The whole time during the beginning of that episode where you know Littlefinger is, is talking to her, I swear to God, I thought it was Arya wearing Sansa's face. Yeah, could have been. Like I, I really thought it, it, that Arya killed Sansa in the last episode. But now that you think that, you think that Arya is going to uh, prep Littlefinger's face that she can use his mask? That's that's an interesting question. Like, what would you use? I mean, there were so many witnesses to Littlefinger's death because they were all in right. that room. Right, but they're all loyal to the North. And they're all in Winterfell. So what could you do with Littlefinger's face? Could you go to, could you go to King's Landing as Littlefinger and oh, kill totally. Cersei? Absolutely. Absolutely. So could I, get an audience with Cersei as... Right. But I don't think, I don't think Cersei dies by Arya's hand. No, she doesn't. Right. But she's on the list, right? Well, Cersei's at the top of the list. But there's, there was also a prophecy that the Valonqar, which is Valerian for little brother, would lead to her death. Mm. It was part of the whole Maggie the Frog prophecy thing, which I don't remember what the... season that was. But Is um, that in the show? Yeah. There was a flashback where a young Cersei and her friend went into the, into the woods, and they, you know, they met with this woman. And they, I don't think they ever named the woman in the show, but in the book her name was Maggie the Frog. And she gave this whole, you know, this whole prophecy about how you'll have three children with golden hair, and they'll all be taken from you, and the Valonqar will, you know, betray you and kill you or what have you. Um, and every part of that prophecy so far has come to come to pass. Right. Okay, I remember that. With the last bit being the the Valonqar, which is uh, Valerian for little brother. And he, she has the littlest of brothers. Well, not only that, but Jamie was born second between the two of them. So technically, oh, right, they're, tw- they're twins, right? Right. Okay. Technically, the little brother by a couple of minutes. Mm. So it could go either way. Could go either way. So I honestly don't think Arya gets to cross her off the list. I think it's gonna, it's going to be either Tyrion or more than likely Jamie, who will who will probably yeah, it's totally Jamie. Yeah, who will probably you know slay another you know another King. royal member. You know, he was the Kingslayer. Now he'll be the Queenslayer. Yep. See, I always had this weird notion that. Everybody was going to die except for Littlefinger and the spider. What? I th- for some reason, I always, I always saw them as being the puppets pulling all the strings, and somehow they, at the end they would, all, they would be the two left. 
Well, I think Martin has always said that he's he's been telling the story through specific characters. It's always been about Arya, Sansa, Jon, Tyrion, and Daenerys. Like those are his point of view characters. Like that's at the end, those are probably those will be the five characters that are still alive. Although I question whether or not John is still alive at the end of all of this, or Aegon, or whatever the fuck you want to call him, but I don't think John makes it all the way through to the end. Because how do you resolve the claim to the throne now? I mean, Wait, it was is it Danny. Is it Danny or is it his? Well, I mean, Westeros is. Well, it's obviously his. Westeros has been much more of the male dominated lineage to royalty. Right, but I'm saying, is, I agree with you that if he's alive, you know, if he's dead, then it's Danny's throne, right? Right. Right. So, how do you resolve whose throne it's going to be if there's if they both if they both live? Well, I mean, there's one of there's a few ways this pans out. One is that they rule together, and somehow they both sit on the Iron Throne. I don't know. They get married. Right. Which is not outside of the norms in Westeros. There have been plenty of cases of familial marriage. Well, that's what the Targaryens did. Exactly. And since they're both Targaryens, it would be well within the family norm. You know, the aunt and nephew, I guess, wouldn't be the strangest thing. I mean, there's been brother and sister that have been king and queen. So that's one option. Uh, the other is that John defers, which he's, with all of his yeah, nobility... I see him doing that. Right. With all of his nobility and his loyalty, he defers to Daenerys. But I don't think that's as likely as him dying. I think okay. he. I think he ends up dying. He's already died. Well, and I think he ends up dying again. I think he ends up dying again. My my guess is that he will end up sacrificing himself to take out the uh, the the zombie dragon. You mean the Night King? Yeah, he'll end up riding. He'll end up riding the other dragon, which is which is Rhaegal, which is named after Aegon. Na- right? No, named after his father Rhaegar. Right? right. So he'll end up riding that dragon as a Targaryen. And taking on the Night King, Mano a Mano. Yeah, it's very convenient that there's two dragons that are Targaryen loyal and one that is now White King, Night King. It's gonna be it's gonna be sweet when the three battle. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Danny will will be a part of that. I think John will push her out of the way and take on the Night King himself. Part Stark, part Targaryen. Winter is coming. Have to stop Winter. The Night King is the embodiment of that long winter. He's got to take him out, and he'll die trying. The biggest problem I have with all of this is how fast everything happened. Like, there were just throwaway lines of dialogue. You know, there was... They had Jim Broadbent come in to play the, like, the chief maester. And then, like, well, he was there for, like, what? Like, two episodes, and then that's it. But, like, that whole, the whole thing in Old Town was just... It was a it was a rushed thing. Like, I felt like if they gave it the ten episodes that they usually do a season run with... It could have been paced a little bit better. You could have gotten a little additional information, a little bit more storytelling, and things wouldn't have felt as rushed. Yeah, that's true. I mean, did you did you feel that generally through these seven episodes that they were just barreling through to the end of it, just you know, just firing plot points out as fast as they could? I think they had to. But they only had to because HBO says no, no, that's it, oh, and that's well because they needed they needed an end from Martin. He hasn't even finished this, his book yet when's it when's it going to come out but why do you need the end think about it this way this last episode of game of thrones was watched by 12 million people and another 4 million people streamed it legally 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 i mean when you factor (laughs) in all of the all of the people who end up catching it later or whatever we're talking like super bowl numbers here like 
how are you not trying to make as much Game of Thrones or stretch this out for as long as you can? I understand that it's an expensive show to produce. What with the, the dragons and the special effects and the whites and the whole routine, I get it. The crazy part is, hold on, on, is, is again, they cut Ghost out of the last two scenes. Ghost was supposed to have come north of the wall with them when they were doing the, uh, the Suicide Squad. Right. But they had to cut him because of budget. Well, budget and time, I guess. But my, why, why have that? 12 million people watch this thing. It is, it is the last show on earth that is appointment television. That people yeah. have to be there to watch it at 9 p.m. on a Sunday. Right, for fear of people spoiling. Right. It's the last show on earth that you can say that for. Everything else you just binge and stream at your leisure. This is the last one. Why would you not want to stretch this out for as long as you possibly can? Because HBO wanna... doesn't do that. But why? Because that's not their... They're about art, not ratings. I mean, that sounds stupid the way I said it, but they do things for the artistic merit, not to... They're not NBC or CBS Wait or ABC or HBO. They're a right? premium... That's why they do things. That lets Everyone Loves Raymond go on for like 77 years? Is that show still on? <laughs> or according to Jim. According to Jim was on ABC. We're like, this is still on? These aren't reruns? These are new episodes? Like, what the fuck is this? Make no mistake. HBO is in this to make money. They're a premium cable channel. I mean, this is the kind of yeah, thing that... Yeah, for sure. This, this thing drives subscribership. Yeah, because of what HBO can do, not because of a particular show. Like, The Wire. How long could they... They could have kept The Wire going. They could have kept... Band of Brothers going, The Pacific going, uh, True Detective. They don't. They they write a hit or whatever, and then they let it stand on its own. They well, don't. All right. Well, then they fine. don't milk it to death. All right. Then explain why they had they had commissioned five different screenwriters to prepare treatments for five different spinoffs of Game of Thrones. I don't know. Is, is, is it going to be like Arya and the Hound as a buddy comedy? No, it's going to be part of whatever's in George R. R. <laughs> R. Martin's world. Although I would watch that, the shit out of that. I would as well. <laughs> <laughs> but explain that thing, Ganthor. They're talking about spinoffs now for Game of Thrones. No, they're not going to do it. Yes, they are. Because they know that, they know that people will watch it. But like, why would you... Are we talking like, spinoffs like, like uh, Better Call Saul? Yeah. Like where they kind of do an origin story of one of the characters and that's kind of now the new show? Well, it end up, it'll end up being like something of a prequel where you'll start seeing about like the Targaryen dynasty. And what what it really meant to have you know dragons running around, or I mean, Martin has all kinds of anthology types of stuff that he has backstory upon backstory, much like you know Tolkien did, you know the story of like the older Targaryens, like Aegon the First. You know, I think somewhere Not along interested. the line, I think somewhere along the line, like John is Aegon the you know the fourth of fourth or fifth of his name or something like that. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to fly. Um, did you see what they are doing though? Which is the first episodes out? They have a behind the scenes thing going on. Yeah, fifteen minute episodes now. So for the next seven weeks, they'll have fifteen minute episodes of like behind the game or what, what's it called? Behind the curtain. Behind, behind the, the curtain, wall. whatever it is. I don't know. So, yeah. but it's it's a fifteen minute episodes for behind the scenes stuff. Have you guys seen any of them? Yeah, I watched the watch? I watched yeah. the first one today. Yeah, it was awesome, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. And they're gonna do one for each for each episode, so they'll. You know, they'll keep interest going for the next few weeks. But here you go, Ganthor. It's more Game of Thrones content. Instead of spinning off Game of Thrones into some other content stream, 
or some of this behind-the-scenes stuff, why wouldn't you just have more actual fucking Game of Thrones? You know, the original flavor. Okay. I bet, yeah, but now you kind of know the end. Everything's built up to this point. Nothing's going to come close to the fright or the horror or the fear of, you know, the long night and all that stuff after he's dealt with. So you're saying there was there was nowhere else to go with this, that the buildup had, had gotten to the point where this boulder was rolling down the mountain and you just needed to, to like see what it just would get ha- to the bottom. What would you want to see after the second Death Star has been destroyed in the Star Wars universe? Emperor's dead, Vader's dead, uh, Empire's crushed, Death Star's destroyed, everybody's happy. What would you want to see after that? What would scare you or make you tense? That's why he was compelling. But my, the, the whole thing about, you know, having it continue to go on, like after the Night King is completed, you know, after you finish the boss level, I grant you, you have, you have completed the game story over, right? But there could have been more of a, a lead up into that, I think, in order to give you some of the, some of the details to where we are now. Now that, the, now that the, the things have been set in motion, fine. Six episodes to see the Night King and the battle and the whole routine, that's probably enough. But I feel like we rushed to get to the point that we're at now. I like it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but anyway, what did we learn? Z-Man, what did we learn about Game of Thrones? What did we learn? I don't think I learned anything there. All right, good. Ganthor, what'd you, you learn? Heard it, you, heard, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> Ganthor, what'd you learn? Andre the Giant set a record for the most down, most beer consumed in a single sitting <laughs> at a pub in Philadelphia by <laughs> drinking 119 beers. <laughs> You learned that on our show? No. No, you I just mean, learned I knew it. that before our show, but. Uh, what I learned? I learned uh, Ned Stark is an asshole. <laughs> Fuck Ned Stark. That's what well, I learned. Yeah. So I'm it, with you there, dumbass. Thanks, buddy. Get his head chopped off. Uh, fucking no, idiot. Ned Stark. I, I am. I am. I am on team Ned Stark still. I, you do not speak for me. No, Ned. Ned Stark's an asshole. So if you think Ned Stark's an asshole. Why don't you go ahead and let us know on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash listeners or fourlisteners.com. You can check out the show on Stitcher Radio, on Apple Podcasts, or on Google Play. Just search for Four Listeners. It will pop right on up, and you can give us a tweet on the Twitters at Four Listeners. We thank you for checking us out this week, and we hope that you will check us out again next week. Thanks a bunch, everybody. Wait, say that again? The guy who played Dario originally yeah. ended up playing the bad guy Ajax in Deadpool. Oh. Okay. okay. But they, that's the only character that they visibly swapped out an actor for. Dude, you used to be able to see the mountain's face. He's changed so many times. Yeah, but now that he's been in that helmet after they zombified him, you really Only haven't seen his face. Only for a couple face. seasons. You see him in the in the stable, um, not the stable, the jousting competition in season one. Yeah, but I thought it was the same guy they brought him back. No. Dude, look it up, motherfucker. Oh, I'm going to look it up. Good. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I think you're wrong. What do you want to bet, Spear? Right, so Conan Stevens. Here's the guy that I that I know, the the Bjornson guy who played it after. I guess this Conan Stevens guy, and then Ian White plays him now. See, so Ganthor's correct. There were three different three different guys 
who played the mountain. I'm sorry. Uh, I, could you say that again? Ganthor was has- correct. There were three different actors that played the mountain. Feels good, right? Yeah, it does. 